Is your Shopify store ready for the biggest selling season of the year? Bold Commerce has some of the best apps to use during the holiday season to increase the size of almost all your orders. Maybe you're looking to run store-wide sales with countdown timers. Boom! Bold Discounts will run your scheduled promos with just a few clicks. No coupon codes required. Or maybe you're looking to maximize average order value. You can count on Bold Upsell, Bold Motivator, and Bold Bundles. With Bold Upsell, you can offer product upgrade cross-sales or complimentary products as free gifts. With Bold Bundles, you can boost average order value by bundling a few products or an entire collection so that your customers can mix and match items to get a discount. Hey, when was the last time you made an online purchase and saw a message like, spend 15 more dollars for free shipping? With Bold Motivator, you can do that same thing and more. Offer free shipping, free product, or even a percentage off the entire order. The best part is it's geolocated so it only shows offers in relevant countries. Pick and choose which apps are best for you, or use them all to boost conversion and average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this holiday season. To get this special offer as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, go to boldcommerce.com slash Kurt. That's boldcommerce.com slash K-U-R-T. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, Offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. On today's episode of the Unofficial Shopify Podcast, we're going to talk through what you need to know to have your most successful holiday season yet. Hold on. Actually, we're going to hear how Ezra Firestone, master marketer, the man himself, plans to have his most successful holiday season yet with his brand Boom by Cindy Joseph. Having sold $1 million last holiday, I think about, I'd say... A little bit more. A little, little bit, bit more. more. He's qualified to tell us. And... You may recognize Ezra Firestone from this sound clip. Tech nasty. That's him. That's the man. That is where we got that that sound clip. Um, I had a whole rap. I don't know if you ever played the whole rap for anybody, but there's one episode at the end where I play it. If I had it, I'd play it again for you. Cool. Well, I was going to look at my Black Friday through Cyber Monday exact dates last year. Okay, so I did 1.3 million uh, in the you know, Black Friday through Cyber Monday period um, last year. But I actually ran my sale November uh, 12th, which was a Thursday, through November 16th, which was a Monday. 
I ran it two weeks early because of um, COVID and my knowing that the uh, shipping uh, infrastructure was damaged and under siege. And so I ran my sale two weeks early. So I did, I did 1.3 last year. I'm, I'm shooting for a cool 2 million. I also have what I call mini campaigns that we can talk about that I run all the way through the end of the year. Excellent. Okay. I'm hooked. But before we get into that, let's get a, for those people who don't know, we need a, a quick Ezra Firestone intro because you are, you have multiple pillars within the Shopify community. There's Zipify apps, Smart Marketer, your courses, and, and Boom by Cindy Joseph. And, of course, a uh, tremendous social media presence that's also a lot of fun. It, is this on video? Because I just spilled water on my mouse. And, uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, anybody... it's not on video. I'm recording audio okay. only. Yeah, because I sound like, yo, he's super cool and this and that. And he's been in the game forever. And he can't drink water and record a podcast at the same time without spilling a ton of water on his freaking MX Master 3 Logitech mouse, Ooh, Logitech. Uh, which is the dopest mouse in the game dog my 10 um, year old was like hey can i get a new mouse i said sure send me which one you want not knowing that he would then send me a 125 dollar logitech mx i was like Damn, okay he knows what's up that's because he's tech nasty son dude he's tech nasty junior baby oh i my kids have become so spoiled but like exclusively within gadgets yeah so i'll give you a little, little background you know i started e-commerce in 2005 um, at the same time as the guys who now run Wayfair uh, started, I started, except for they were like five or six years older than me. So they understood things like delegation and finance and systems and process. And so while at the peak of my e-commerce, which was American drop shipping with exact match domains and search engine optimization and Google AdWords, I had 20 dropship stores. They got up to like 900, you know? Um, so yeah, so I got started really early and um, you know, before the iPhone, back when e-commerce was only three and a half percent of sales uh, online, you know, of total sales. Um, and, you know, I've been in it ever since. And I've kind of grown up in this industry. And I was fortunate enough to be one of the first people to blog about e-commerce. And so, therefore, I became popular within the space, not because I was anything particularly special. I mean, listen, I got good at it over time, but but because I was the first one talking about it. So Shopify approached me in 2012 and said, hey, will you teach for our Shopify e-commerce university? Because I was the only guy out there at the time. So I ended up being the first educator for Shopify and, you know, um, you know, had a services agency for many years and I've had many successes and many failures. In 2010, uh, I started Boom by Cindy Joseph, which is now a $40 million a year e-commerce brand. Uh, in 2014, I started Zipify Apps, which will do about 8 million this year. And in 2012, I started Smart Marketer, which is an information publishing blog that teaches courses, runs events, does masterminds, all kinds of stuff, uh, which is mostly the courses are now mostly not taught by me uh, because I'm, I'm busy running Boom. And uh, actually, I've, you know, um, investments in a number of other software brands that you'd be familiar with, a number of other e-commerce brands you'd be familiar with. And I own three or four other e-commerce brands that I'm not public with. I just just put down a deal uh, for a brand that I just bought. Uh, it's in the $10 million range. I got an Amazon brand that's only doing a couple hundred grand a year. So I've got a couple things going on in the e I believe strongly in e-commerce. And I think it will continue to be a fruitful business, even with all the fucking shit we're facing. Pardon my language for any of children listening. Uh, with with you know iOS 14 and 15, how that relates to ads and email, with COVID and supply chain issues, with all that stuff, I still believe strongly in e-commerce, and I'm um, you know I'm a veteran at this point. I've been in the game 15 years, and I love it, and I love the opportunity to relate with other people, like the people who listen to your podcast who are deep in this industry. Some of my best friends are deep in this industry, um, and I feel grateful to have stumbled across it when I did. 
and been smart enough to realize that this was something and um, stick with it. So you are very much bullish on e-commerce, even at a point where if realistically, if you wanted to, you could you could exit. But you're saying, no, not only am I staying well, in this, I've, I'm reinvesting. Yeah. And I'm at this place, too, where I sold 70 percent of my biggest brand, Boom, uh, last November. Um, and I got enough cash. I, I got it was uh, over 50 million dollars. The deal was worth. So I got enough cash to not work anymore. I'm good. I own my land. I own my house. Hot damn. Yo, we did it. Started from the bottom. Now we yeah. And I didn't start with money, dude. I started with working a full time job, you know, uh, to support my e commerce hustle and uh, built up over 15 years. And, you know, I've been very fortunate and I've also taken a lot of risky bets and I've worked really hard. But yes, yeah, so I'm good with money, which is a whole different thing. We could talk about that. But, but yeah, I, I really like this and I feel like the work I'm doing is contributing to making the lives better of all my team members. I got 131 employees and I'm, I'm doing good things in the world. And I believe that the goal is generate resource and use that resource towards causes that you find noble. Take care of yourself and your family. Take care of your community. Put that resource towards causes in the world that you feel passionate about, like perhaps, you know, protecting lands and waters, which is something I'm interested in. Like, so, so I'm not done. And, and e-commerce is my vehicle for wealth creation. Um, and I believe strongly that it will continue to grow. And you know, the good news is all these issues that we're facing, guess what? Every other bum on the street with an e-com brand or a software brand or an agency is also facing these issues, right? It's not like your Facebook account got banned. Everybody's fucking Facebook account got banned in a way, you know? So the good news is the best product, the best marketing, the best storytelling will still win. Just be a little harder for a while. We got some headwinds ahead of us. Um, you know, winter is coming and it's kind of already here. Uh, for any of you Game of Thrones nerds out there. I loved all of that, but mostly I'm I'm feeling inspired by your your worldview on e-commerce. Uh, so we we got an, an update on Boom there. You what is Boom sell? Let's for Yeah, we, we sell cosmetics and cosmetics and skincare. Um, Pro Age is our kind of um, ideology. Right. Everyone else out there is anti-age, anti-wrinkle, what I think is ultimately anti-women, but we don't have to get into that high level of it. But yeah, we sell cosmetics and skincare and, um, and we do a pretty freaking good job of it, <laughs> you know, uh, and I believe in consumables. I really like products that, that uh, are, you know, that's why I, like, I think an agency is a really good model because once you sign up, you're going to keep using it because you continue to have that need. So I like products that serve markets that continue to have need. Uh, consumables really good. I like products that are lightweight and easy to ship. I like products that have high, you know, gross margin, 80% plus. I like products that, um, you know, where I can get an average order value of over 50 bucks, um, so yeah, so I sell skincare well, and cosmetics. I think the, the other thing that helps there is the product is genuinely good. My wife just bought your mascara off Amazon, uh, got it, Yay. and was like, this is really good. She liked it a lot. Yeah, well, that's, you know, the thing is that the best promise wins in the marketplace. So ultimately, the product has nothing to do with the first sale. The promise does. Whoever makes the best promise, who has the best, most compelling sales pitch, most compelling imagery, most compelling sales copy, most compelling customer testimonials. But the product then has to live up to the promise that you make. And if you don't have a good product, there's no amount of razzle and dazzle that will ever fix your problem. Because ultimately, my viewpoint is that in e-commerce, you need by year three, at least 40% of your revenue coming from repeat business. Now, that's a generalization. Doesn't have to be that way for everyone. But ultimately, the businesses that I'm trying to build, because I'm only building businesses to sell them, 
by the way. I don't believe in cash flow businesses as wealth creation vehicles. I believe in asset liquidation as a wealth creation vehicle. And so I'm building assets to sell. Um, I can talk to you about that philosophy later, but but I, I think if you don't have good product and you don't consistently make your product better, you will never get the kind of repeat business that's going to allow you to be successful in this game. No, absolutely. And how you're on year 10, year 11 with Boom? Uh, with Boom year 11. And by the way, with Boom, dude, from 2010 to 2014, we basically lost money. We grinded it out. We, you know, I think by 2014, we had like, we did like 250K that year, but, but my co-founder was a little squirrely with the finances. And so we didn't end up making any money. Uh, and then uh, 2015, I ended up taking over completely and we did 3 million that year. So it took me like five years to get to my first million dollar year uh, with that brand. Okay. And then in 2020, just in Q4, you did 1.3 million. No, in 2020, in those four days, Black Friday through Cyber Monday, I did $1.3 million. Yeah. In Q4 in 2020, I did $10 million. Wow. I'll take a look right now. But, but from November 1st to December uh, 31st, I did, I did $10 million. And in 2020, you want to do $2 million in those four days? Or I want to do $2 million in those four days. This year? Yeah, in 2021. Okay. Uh, and you don't have a much bigger audience this year. Oh. Um, so I should be able to pull that off, and I've got some 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 strategies that I'm I'm using um, to hopefully get there that are more sophisticated than last year. Strategy wise, looking at the landscape of e-commerce, what is different for you? What are what are the the considerations for 2021 versus 2020? Because 2020 2020 strange year, 2021 also weird. Yeah. I mean, considerations are different for me in what sense, from a marketing standpoint or from a product standpoint, from a brand standpoint, um, or like, what is my, how is the strategy different? Is that the question? I think overall, how is the, how is that holiday marketing strategy different specific to 2021, the world as it okay, is so it's, today? It's very similar other than that I've done a lot more audience warming and we can talk about exactly what I've done to do that. And my offers will be far more compelling than they were last year. More compelling offers. Okay, let's start there. At per, before the sale starts, I think you have to you have to build the hype. It is difficult to sell to a cold audience. A warm audience, it is just significantly easier. Yeah. Well, la- last year, dude, our cold audience. So we have a we have a base base strategy, which is we set up an opt in page that says, hey, the sale is coming. It's got a little video on there, a little sub headline. We split test a couple opt-in pages, sign up to be the first to hear about it and get the best deals on our products. And then we run image ads and video ads and GIF ads to all of our warm audiences, buyers, subscribers, fans, page engagers. And we run it to cold audiences too. The same cold audiences that we run conversion ads to all day long, see these ads to opt-in for the sale. Uh, And last year, those cold audiences performed almost as good as the warm audiences to, to opt in. And, yeah. And by the way, we ran the sale ads last year for each sub campaign, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, transition to holidays, last day for free shipping, blah, blah, blah. And the cold audiences performed super well last year, but that was COVID. People were shopping. It was like our cold audiences worked super well last year. So what we're doing this year is we are spending a chunk of money. I think we're at 2,500 bucks a day right now, which by the way, we're a big brand. So ignore that number on video view campaigns. And those video view campaigns are designed 
just to get people to watch our long form and short form customer testimonial videos about our brand. And what's interesting is since we've been doing this, our brand search on Google is up 40% and our Amazon sales are up 30%. Now, why is that? Well, there's no click through on these ads, right? And about 50% of these ads are being run off of Facebook. So they're on audience network, Facebook's properties. About 50% of people are consuming this content on Facebook and 50% are consuming it off. But it's so cheap to get delivery. I had a million views of a 30 second video for two cents a view, two cents to get someone to watch 30 seconds of my video. So video views campaign are really cheap. And the beauty of it is Facebook has no first party data anymore. They can't track when someone leaves Facebook, but they can track what's happening on Facebook. So I can build these audiences, cold audiences and warm audiences of people who've consumed at least 30 seconds of one of my long form educational brand videos. And then those audiences are hot and they're ready to be run lead ads to and opt-in ads to, to sign up for my sales, sale ads to, to buy my sales. So I've spent a lot of time over the last several months building up first party data on the Facebook platform. And you can still do this today, right now, leading up to your sale through video view ads. Then what I will do is my sale is going to start November 12th. Uh, let me just make sure that's the correct date. I'm doing two weeks early again. Yep. November 12th for the early birds. And then and this no, is 11th the for the early birds. Year. Yeah. Okay. November 11th for the early birds. And then 12th is kind of what I call silver Friday. It's my sort of my black Friday, my early black Friday. Uh, and then I'll have Saturday, Sunday, and then I'll have my version of cyber Monday. Now I will still of course run a Black Friday, Cyber Monday traditional campaign. And last year I did an extra like 400 grand over those days, uh, but I'll make most of my money on the 11th through the 15th, Thursday through Monday. So basically what I'll do is, so I'm running all these video views, warming people up. Then from October like 28th, which is coming up in a couple of days here through November 11th, everybody who's ever watched a video from me, everybody who's on my email list, anyone who's ever bought from me, anybody who's ever engaged on my fan pages, anybody who's in any of my audiences on YouTube, and I'll spend about 25% of my budget on cold audiences, the same cold audiences that I run conversion ads to regularly all year long, will be seeing ads to sign up for the opt-in page for the sale. Once you sign up for the sale, you'll be getting early bird warmups. Hey, best sale of the year's coming. Hey, here's some tips for how to get the most out of your holiday season. Here's some affirmations. I'll, I'll send out warm-up content to build up the buzz and keep people engaged leading up to the actual sale opener. Then the sale will open and I'll email three times to my early bird list on the 11th. I'll email three times to the whole list on Black Friday, Saturday, Monday, on Black Friday. I'll email twice Saturday and Sunday and I'll email three times on Monday. So I'll send a grip of emails and I'll blast every one of my audiences with sale ads from the 11th, from the 11th through the 15th. I'll just go ham. I'll be running on YouTube. I'll be running on Google display everywhere I can. Then from the 15th through um, the 15th of November through uh, the 24th, right? Leading up to Thanksgiving, 15th through the 24th, it's back to just standard email on my list content, uh, uh, you know, running video view ads to build up audiences, all that, just back to the regular content engagement, whatever, not communicating. And of course, my, my content emails to my list will say, PS, the sale's going on. And it will link to that floating Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale page. Um, so I'll have some PSs, but I won't be running ads for the sale. Then Black Friday through Cyber Monday, again, I'm going ham, dude. I'm running conversion ads. I'm sending emails. I'm going ham hog wild. And by the way, 
each of those mini campaigns. So I've got early Black Friday, then I've got Black Friday, Cyber Monday, then I've got the transition into the holidays, which is maybe like the first week of December. Then I've got a little bit of stuff kind of mid-December. And then I've got the end of the year. I do about about 700 grand between the 25th and the 31st of December because I say last chance, New Year's sale, last chance to save works really, really well. There are people who will get like 45 emails because some emails go to unopens, but people get like 45 individual emails between November 11th and December 25th, and they won't buy until it's the absolute last chance. They'll have gotten them, they'll have opened some of them, but that last urgency will push them over the edge. So, so early Black Friday, Cyber Monday, there's a special bundle that's an extra discount. So last year I did 15% off everything. Um, my brand does not offer discounts, Kurt. We offer 10% max ever. So Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we gave 15%, went really well. This year, you've got 15%, but we've got an extra special bundle of our most popular products that's 20%. So if you buy the bundle, which you'll never be able to get any other time together, you have to buy all of them separate, you get an extra discount. So that's happening the early Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Then over Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we got a BOGO where any order over X amount gets a free hat. Then the holiday transition, we've got a new product we're launching. So it's like, we go from actual Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we got a week of content. And then usually we transition into some holiday theming and talking about what, you know, what to buy for gifting and blah, blah, blah. This year we're saying, hey, it's our first time ever launching a product at a discount. Go get it 15% off. And we're pre-ordering it because our components didn't come in on time. So we're running a pre-order. That works really well for our brand. We run pre-orders all the time. People don't mind waiting a month. Um, so so each mini cam, each mini segment of the campaign has a special reason to buy for that segment, whether it's a special discount or a special bundle or a new product or a BOGO or a threshold discount. And in between each of those mini campaigns, there's a ton of content uh, value add engagement, non-salesy stuff. So we run, okay. So I've got death of row ads has occurred. We're, we're beyond that. And so we're going to focus on video view ads to drive impressions well i'm still running conversion ads all year long and i'm still running conversion ads when i'm actually running the sale but leading up to the sale i'm using video views to build my own audiences of people who've consumed 30 seconds of one of my videos who i then run the conversion sale ads to because facebook cannot track off platform they don't know if you converted or not but they can track what you do on platform. So I'm giving Facebook first party data by saying, hey, I'm going to run these video view ads to cold audiences and warm audiences. And you can see the people who are the most interested in the cold audiences because you see who watched most of the video. Then I'm going to run my conversion ads to them. So I'm building my own first party data set within Facebook. Does that make sense? Oh, that's really smart. That's, that's really brilliant. And you're the first person to suggest this strategy. And yet we've all been hand wringing about death row ads for the last almost six months. I mean, Facebook ads are not as profitable as they once were. That's for sure. And tracking is much harder than it once was, but this strategy has been really working for us. Um, and so it's one thing you can do. Of course, we're still running dynamic product ads and DABA ads, top of funnel, dynamic ads to broad audiences and conversion ads, video view, direct to product page or a video ad, direct to product page. And, you know, uh, remarketing and loyalty and email lead gen. We're doing all the normal shit we always do. And we've layered in a ton of uh, amplification of video content with the video view objective and then remarketing to the consumers of, of said content. Ugh. It's just a really a brilliant way to do it because you you've worked around the, the issue 
that the Facebook algorithm was having by doing this. I, as you said, creating your own first-party data with them. Excuse me, do you know where 4th Street is? Yeah, up here. Make right. Or, uh, no, make left. No, no, make right. Man, this person doesn't know what she's talking about. But you know who does know what they're talking about? Zipify Pages, the most powerful landing page and sales funnel builder on Shopify. All their templates are tested and proven by a $100 million e-commerce brand. So you know their stuff actually works. Finally, someone who knows what they're talking about. You can copy entire templates, like opt-in pages, product pages, or holiday promos. Or use the drag-and-drop builder to create your own custom layouts. Then publish your pages directly onto your Shopify store. That means no plugins and no subdomains. So setup is easy and tracking is even easier. And you don't need a designer or developer. Plus, all pages are optimized for mobile, and built-in split testing helps you maximize your results. It's no wonder Zipify Pages is used by over 5,700 Shopify merchants. To start your 14-day free trial, go to zipify.com slash kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. From there, then, it, we're, we're trying to stay top of mind the whole thing is to you get them to opt into a pre-sale or you get them to opt into this early bird sale. Cause you've got, so, you run this sale November 12th through the 16th and that's it. It's yeah, the same so as the Black Friday the, for the two sale, weeks before two weeks that. Yeah. For the two weeks before that we're running conversion campaigns, which are designed to generate an email opt in to get people to sign up to be a part of the sale. And that's being run to both cold and warm audiences. And then when you sign up, you're getting warm-up content, and then we'll actually open the sale. But we're only running that early bird buzz builder to get people to raise their hand and say, I want to be a part of this sale for the two weeks before the initial opening. After that, you know, we got the initial opening. Then we've got 10 days before actual Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Those 10 days before Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we're just running our normal ads, running our video views to build more first-party data, emailing our main, our you know, normal list, with content, with PSs about the sale, we're not doing any more early bird buzz building after the initial open and close. And in that period between November 16th and Black Friday, are there mini campaigns or is it all just like straight content emails? So so the next mini campaign is actually Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So you know, Thanksgiving, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 16 to the 24th, which I believe is actually Thanksgiving, I'm not sure of the date, uh, is just straight blog content, you know, in traditional advertising. It's not like trying to push the sale. Okay. And then uh, talk to me about your the promotions themselves. So you avoid discounts in general with a max of a 10% discount outside of Q4. And then you've got, but then during- Yeah, so then this year I've got 15% off everything site-wide. Okay. I've got 20% off a special bundle. Then, then, so that's my my- my first pitch is get 15% off all your favorite stuff and 20% off this special bundle only available for the next four days. Then the next thing I have is a BOGO and, th- and threshold discount. So it's like spend X amount and get this free gift. So there's a threshold and there's a, there's a buy one, get one. And a free happening. gift with purchase? Yeah, you have to buy the thing and then you get the, you, if you spend 75 bucks, which is kind of like the main average order value, I'm trying to get you over, I give you a free hat. So you, so you have to reach this threshold, but if you do, you get 
a thing free. So and it's so for like your, buy. your free gift with purchase threshold, you typically use AOV or like, you know, around there. Oh, no, I mean, I wouldn't say typically. I'm just saying in this particular instance, okay. I think it's what works even better than that is buy this product, get this thing. But I'm not doing that because I want a high average order value. So, and, I, and I'm mostly selling to, you know, people who bought from me once in the past. So I know that my, you know, loyal audience is willing to buy more. So I'm not doing, you know, buy, buy my mascara and get my lip gloss. I, I could do that. That works better, but I'm pushing it and I'm doing a AOV threshold to get the BOGO. Um, okay. Well, why do you say you said the other one works better? I'm surprised by that. Like, let people pick what uh, they want. And the reason then is seek them to because like, try and push them to AOV. Go ahead. Yeah, the the reason the other one works better is it's simpler. It's just buy this thing and get this. It's a lot easier to understand than wait. So I got to uh, add how much to get. It's just like not the, the threshold discounting works, right? Buy buy fifty percent, get ten percent off. Buy seventy five percent, or you know, buy 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 seventy five dollars, get twenty percent off. Like thresholding threshold discounting with a progress bar in the cart, which is something that one click upsell actually just rolled out, is great. But we're doing. We're, we're doing a threshold to get a free gift, which is a little different. And it doesn't work as well as, as either thresholding in general, which is as your average order value increases, the discount rate increases. That's traditional thresholding or simple buy mascara, get lip gloss free also works better than uh, an AOV threshold for a free gift. But an AOV threshold for a free gift also works just not as well as those other two, but I'm have a specific purpose over Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which is anyone who didn't buy previously over the first opening of the sale, I'm trying to get them then. And so I'm, and I'm trying to push them to a high AOV. And then the other thing, by the way, is anybody who buys once, and I told you this last year, gets an email automation seven days after their purchase that says, hey, you got 15% off. Thank you so much. If you buy a second time within the next 72 hours, we'll give you 20% off. So we use a discount ladder and a deadline to ex- get convince people to buy a second time. We do about 10 to 15% of people who buy once will buy twice. Um, we send five emails over three days, pushing a bigger discount than the first one you got. Uh, it works really well. I, I love this idea. So you say, you know, you're getting 15% off site wide and then you wait seven, they make a purchase. They wait, you wait seven days and they get a discount. Hey, take 20% off anything site-wide because a second purchase as a thank you. Yeah. And you only have three days to do it and then it's gone and it's truly a dynamic code. And by the way, if you bought once you're excluded from all the rest of the promotion, except for you will see the new product launch because that's brand new. Even if you bought once, you're going to want to see that. So our, our holiday campaign, which is, you know, December 5th through 9th or whatever, where we're launching a new product. If you bought once previous in the sale, we won't exclude you from that. We'll still tell you about it. So in all of these promotion emails, with the exception of the new product launch, we're segmenting out, we're excluding people who have made a purchase recently. That's right. That's right. As opposed to uh, just hammer them with promo emails? Yeah, well, because we want to talk to them specifically. We know they bought once during during the sale already. We, we want to send them our content and keep them warm. And we only want to send them a, a sale email if it's deliberate. Like, as an example, this... 2x buyer automation or the new product launch emails where it's something they wouldn't have had a chance to buy yet uh like that you know uh and talk to me you're doing the product pre-sale launch that's a mini campaign that's happening during december that's right and and that'll be 
Go That'll be December. Like I think Black Friday is November 26th. Cyber Monday is the 29th. So we'll probably wait until about December 6th, which is a full week later, and then run our you know, pre-sale for that new product. We'll send a couple emails like six and seven will be, hey, something new is coming. Oh my God, it's going to be awesome. And then maybe eight through 10, we'll actually run the pre-sale, which by the way, we don't even use an app for. We just market, you know, we just set our, set our fulfillment situation to know that that's a pre-sale and we sell it as if it's a normal product on the store, except for it says pre-order. And then in the card, it says pre-order. And on the invoice, it says pre-orders. We, you know, we give them the estimated ship date, um, the like I have heard marketers in the past, a few have told me if you launch something, a new product in December, it, it doesn't work as well. You're shooting yourself in the foot. You disagree with this. Um, maybe it doesn't work as well as it would because you don't have the same buying frenzy because they've already bought, you know, generally over the holiday sale. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Right. So, for example, I've been working on this product for a year. The formula, it's actually two, it's a brow mousse, brow gel. It has two colors. It's got this beautiful frosted glass vial. It's got this wonderful applica, doe foot applicator. It's got, it's a whole thing. Uh, sorry, not to, um, it's a brush applicator rather. I've been working on it for a year, maybe a little longer, and it's ready to go. And I'm trying to do four product launches a year. And this will be a evergreen seller for me. I'll launch it. I'll pre-sale it. It'll, I'll actually get my inventory in and be able to ship it in January. And then the whole rest of the next year, I'll be running ads, building sales funnels, putting it on Amazon. I don't see any reason not to do it. Maybe it won't work. Maybe I won't sell 25,000 units in my four-day launch the way I did with my mascara, but but whatever. If I can sell 15,000 units, I'm happy. You know, um, I don't know that there's a bad time to launch a product. I think the worst time to launch a product is when it's ready and you wait because yeah, you think you're going to do better some other time. It's like, you know, I'm a bird in the hand kind of guy. My shit is ready, dude. I worked fucking hard to get this thing out. I'm putting it out. I don't care if it's December. I got people who ride with me all year, who consume my content, who love the stuff I make. They're going to buy it because it's good and it solves a problem. In fact, they're the ones who told me I should make it because I do my product dev research from past 2X buyers. That's clever. The, the, the customer feedback loop is tremendously important to these successful brands like Boom that's been running a decade and scaling consistently during that time. I mean, it's everything, man. It's, it's, it's also um, everything for Zipify, right? It's like, what do people want me to build? Who cares what I want to build? It's all about what they want. Yeah, lo and behold, if you talk to your customers, oh, you do, suddenly you do well. Amazing how that is. So tell me about, uh, all right, let's say I, I get on your list now. And I don't place a purchase until December 31st. I want to know about frequency. How many emails do I potentially get from you? Like, let's get people out of this notion out of their head that if they, well, if I send too many emails, they'll be annoyed. Like that, it's a, I think it's a free for all as soon as November 1st hits. Open well, season I will on your tell inbox. You, um, I will tell you. I'm going to actually open up my my project charter from 2020. I'm going to tell you the number of emails that you would have received uh, if you had not bought starting from when do you want to start early black friday sale i want you know what no i want uh november 1st november 1st i think is when like mentally we got the people who buy in october fine but i don't think they're the majority november 1st is when you're like it's it's holiday season uh four five six seven eight nine ten eleven 
12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, 20. You probably would have got about 40 emails. Okay. I don't 45. think that's crazy. No, it's basically like, you know, on the peak days, I'm emailing, emailing three times a day. There's like maybe seven peak days. So that's like 21 emails. And then on some days I'm emailing twice a day and there's like a few days there. So maybe you're at 30 emails. And then, uh, you know, um, outside of that, I'm emailing, you know, like two times a week, sometimes three. So you end up with like 40, 45 emails, uh, maybe, maybe 15 content and 30 sale. Okay. So two to one promo to content. And when we're doing three emails in a day, what do those send times look like? What's that content look like? 7 a.m., 4 p.m., and 9 p.m. Uh, is my, um, you know, standard. And we'll usually do like, you know, uh, product call out to start plus discount. Then we'll do like, you know, um, testimonial call out. So it's like an email. It's all about the products and why they're beneficial and what's on sale and a specific one. And then there's one all about social proof and why people love it and what, you know, what's going on with that. So it's like kind of like benefit angle social proof angle, and then generally like urgency angle, but it, it, we mix it up. I you like know? it. You know, or one of them might be like story-based angle. Like look at how Jan, you know, uses mascara and it's like, well, I do this, this, and this, here's my six tips, go buy mascara. So it might be like a person's story. Um, but we kind of mix up, you know, um, social proof product benefit and, um, storytelling and urgency. Those are kind of our main components of emails. So when you talk about doing $2 million on just Black Friday, that is part of a larger well, strategy. So, so, so $2 million from Thanksgiving to Monday. So, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So five days. So I'm trying to do like, like you know, 750 grand on the, between you know, Thursday and Friday, and then another like 1.3 million between Saturday and Monday. So this full, this huge approach in which you make millions over a short period, less than a quarter, really comes down to the email strategy. There's 40 emails. Like that's what's generating. Well, I think it comes down to one. I mean, like I'm taking a sliver of it, but it's not that hard. Like if someone wanted to implement this, it's just not that crazy. Yeah. And, I, and you, you can go back and last year, I think we literally went through, if you go back and listen to one last year, we kind of like went through in much greater detail, a very similar strategy. What exact emails, what exact days, the whole thing. But I think it's like, Hey, you know, I've spent, I'm now 10 years, 11 years in with this brand. Every year I've gotten more sophisticated. Every year my products have gotten better. Every year my community has grown. Every year my audiences have grown. Every year my product catalog has grown. Every year my discounting strategies have been more, um, you know, efficient and effective and relevant. And so I think there's a lot that goes into it. I think no matter what size audience you have, if you, and by the way, my sales page is optimized for desktop, optimized for mobile, mobile has urgency, has Johnson box call out. So the specific offers has, you know, it's, I teach in zip if I had to do all that, but I'm sorry, um, what's a Johnson box. Is that, did I hear that right? Yeah. Johnson box kind of like a single item promo that's featured on the page. That's a different colored background. Uh, then, then the rest of the page kind of stands out. Um, and on desktop and mobile, like for, for mobile, for, for desktop, I'll have three products in a row and I'll have pretty big pictures and I'll have social proof stars and I'll have a little, 
customer testimonial, and then I'll have the, the retail amount and the sale amount, and then I'll have a call to action to go view the product. And then I'll have perceived actionability. When you hover over it, it'll switch the image uh, and show a customer testimonial. And on mobile, I'll have two columns uh, with you know uh, two items in each row instead of three items in each row. But but on both desktop and mobile, you know, in between those will be like the first thing you'll see on the page is a single item Johnson box. Then there'll be like multiple items and there'll be another single item Johnson box. So, um, so my pages are done very deliberately, but what I'm saying is that regardless of the size of your audience and regardless of the effectiveness of your marketing, the, if you email and run ads extremely aggressively with a relevant discount offer and a well-optimized page, you're going to make more money than if you didn't do that. And so for me, you know, I've got, I don't know, a solid 350,000 engaged people on my list, which means they've opened or clicked in the last 120 days. I've got, you know, big audiences in Facebook. I've got, you know, 40,000 people who will be on my early bird list who raised their hand, who are interested in the sale. I got some fucking um, advantages. Yeah, because that I've email been at list. It so long. Mm. You know, I, because I've been at it so long. Yes, but but I do think that, you know, the, the idea is send more emails than you think you should mix up story, social proof, urgency, product call out, um, you know, have relevant, high, compelling, good discounted offers. And, and you did a podcast on this, not just blanket discounts, um, optimize your sales process really well and, you know, set up your ads properly. And that's, that's give yourself the best chance. The, you know, it's easy to get stuck when you, you think about the whole thing and you're, Oh shoot. But when you break it down into those individual components, and, you know, like the site is set up correctly. That happened you know, long before November. And then we've got our, our Facebook ad strategy to drive awareness and build these warm audiences. And then the, the email campaigns and the mini campaigns and the content. The individual components, not hard to do. It's when you look at the entire thing as a big picture that it's easy to get overwhelmed. But if you start breaking yeah, it down I mean, to it's its individual big... pieces, it's, it's quite accessible. It's just like anything, man. You you eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yeah, break the the glacier into ice cubes is my version of the same thing. Uh, the okay. So, where do you think people get it wrong? My suspicion is they talk themselves out of sending enough emails, so they're not top of mind at a time when like their competitors and everyone else is very noisy, and then I think they. They're, they're, they worry and then they over discount. So it's like, you know, they send out three emails total with a 50% off discount and they go, ah, you know, it didn't work that well. Where do you think people yeah, get it I wrong mean, typically? I think that's all. I think you're spot on with all of that. Um, and I think, you know, um, that they didn't do enough anticipation building or audience building leading up to the sale. Um, they don't have many campaigns. They basically just run Black Friday through Cyber Monday and they just never communicate about the sale again. Uh, and if you go on the Zipify blog, I've got a 90 minute video that kind of goes into depth, shows you examples. Uh, you can email help at zipify.com and ask for the video tutorial of all this. It's called the Black Friday Cyber Monday or Black Friday Bonanza, I think is what we called it. Uh, you can just say, hey, you know, I heard on Kurt's podcast, I was hanging with Tech Nasty and he and I heard about the Black Friday Bonanza video and I want access to it. And you'll see what it really means to have fleshed out sub campaigns, how many emails are getting sent, what we're doing with the ads, how the pages look. So I think it really is a execution issue and like you're saying, a not aggressive enough issue. 
I like it. You know what? I think we should wrap it up there. Um, you have, I saw you have a, a holiday course in smart and holiday email course at smart marketer. Would you like to plug it? Oh yeah. You know, that's out of date, man. Oh really? I don't know how that thing is. Yeah. I don't know how that thing, if that thing is still on the website, it shouldn't be. That's from like 2018. Uh, it was, it was called the black Friday Boot Camp, and it was a great six week training. We took people through soup to nuts, building everything out. We did look over your shoulder videos and all that, but we haven't been doing that. Um, because I'm not really the main teacher at Smart Marketer anymore. I, I come in and teach, you know, modules in courses, but Molly Pittman, John Grimshaw, Laura Palladino, Brett Curry, Ari Baga, uh, they're doing a lot of the courses. And then I'll come in and be like, all right, let me teach a module on landing page optimization and sales funnels. Um, but the Black Friday boot camp, uh, you know, was was kind of like a look over my shoulder and do it with me. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have great courses over there, just not one on holiday sales at the moment. All right. Instead, you know, one of the, I think, the, the powerful tools you could use to have a, a better holiday sale might be uh, Zipify Pages to build these, these templates. Yeah. And one-click upsell to increase your average order value. We're now doing, um, you know, uh, multiple pre-purchase upsell offers and multiple post-purchase upsell offers, which is nobody is doing that yet. We're the first people. So basically what that means is like, you know, from the, from the product page or from the shopping cart, when someone clicks check, check out, you can pop up a modal that says, Hey, you know, get this item for 12%, get this item for 15, get this item for 20. So it can be different discounts. They can add multiple, um, you know, or they can add just one. Um, they can, you can set thresholds to say, you know, Hey, you're $20 away from free shipping, add one more item to get free shipping. So you can do all kinds of cool stuff like that. And then post-purchase, of course you can do upsells, downsells, all that with one click Shopify, just fixed tracking works with PayPal works with shop pay. You can track the post-purchase upsell offers. And we now have this thing where basically you can say, Hey, like, let's say you're a belt brand and you've got multiple different belt styles. And you're like, Hey, you bought the leather belt, choose between, you know, alligator skin, Python or synthetic, and they can choose one of the three, or you're a watch brand brand. Hey, get, get, get one of three more, you know, he, here's a, a silver one, a gold one and a leather one, choose one of these and get 20% off. So you can like present a choice on the post-purchase offer page for many, and they can choose one, which is really slick and working well for a lot of brands. We have thank you page offers. We got all kinds of shit, man. So uh, one-click upsells actually um, just became Shopify Plus certified. So we're one of 21 apps in the whole ecosystem that are certified for Shopify Plus merchants, which means you've got concierge 24-hour support and you've got you know load balancing and all kinds of wild stuff they make you do. Um, and we've got I want to say like 11,000 users on that app, 1,900 plus merchants. Uh, we're definitely best in category, best in class. Um, landing page builder, you could argue, you know, Shogun's really good. PageFly is really good. Uh, if you're looking for just crazy flexibility, if you're looking for direct response conversion focused, we're the best. But, you know, I think I think our landing page builder, we've got things we're the best at and things we're not. I think for our upsell app, we're clearly the best. Honest and, and brave of you to say, I always, I recommend Zipify pages and I, I always say, hey, if you want opinionated templates where it's like, this is a, a template known to sell, grab that. Like that's the one for you. And then I think with Zipify OCU, you're, you're absolutely right. The, um, just the, the level of flexibility there and those, uh, the upsell placements really uh, very powerful. And I just, I love cross sells as a strategy in general, because everything else about the store can remain the same. And then you make more money, like conversion rates, the same, Traffic's the same, but then average order value goes up and suddenly I'm making more money on every order. That's pretty good. Hot 
dog y'all we out here tech nasty tech nasty all right ezra firestone where could people go to learn more about you uh you can find me on twitter at ezra firestone you can find me on instagram at ezra firestone i'm also on linkedin i'm on youtube the smart marketer uh you could go to smartmarketer.com uh which is my blog um and you can check me out in the Shopify app store at Zipify apps. I'm also a certified Shopify commerce coach. I just got my badge today. I'm trying to figure out where do you put these badges? I don't know, but I got a fancy badge, which is kind of fun. Congratulations. Uh, I will say follow Ezra on Instagram where that's that's really where you get the purest version of Ezra. That's like the authentic I mean, Ezra. True. Yeah, you get the you get the you know behind the scenes into my life and shit, which is fun. That's a lot of fun. All right, Ezra Firestone, thank you so much. Here is to your best Black Friday ever. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. If you have an e-commerce business and a creative mindset, or you just like fiddling with your settings like me, then you need the Flex theme by Out of the Sandbox. There's never been a better time to upgrade. Flex has just been updated to Online Store 2.0, which means you get the latest and greatest, like faceted collection filtering, app block support, and more sections than ever for your product, page, and collection templates. That's why when it comes to creative freedom, there's no better theme than Flex. If you want to try it out, Out of the Sandbox even offers a 14-day money-back guarantee. Head over to outofthesandbox.com unofficial. And don't forget to use the promo code KURT20 for 20% off your theme. That's K-U-R-T-2-0 to try Flex today. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.